Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through a fish trying to work in the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone who is actually three apes, Daniel. Ooh, ooh, uh-uh, here I am. So today, we're talking about some of my favorite animals in the Marvel Universe. The Red Ghost, the Red Ghost Super Ape. Super oh, Apes. Oh, now I remember the Red Ghost. <laughs> Yeah, remember the guy who has That's apes right. because he yep. wanted to be the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. but he only had ape friends? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that guy? Yeah. Right, yep. <laughs> R. We're going to talk about his friends. R.I.P. to a real king. Well, he's still alive. Well, he's not alive in my formal po- former podcast, OK Crusader, the number one dating <laughs> Marvel podcast in the world. Uh, some would say he ghosted you. Hey, hit that drum. There it is. Okay, well, uh, so yeah, the Red Ghost Super Apes. Uh, there's three of them. I don't know my apes that well. I one well, of there's these Kerjack, is a monkey. There's Turk, and there's those are the only two apes I know from Tarzan. Okay, so two of these are apes, and one of these are, is a monkey because mm-hmm. it has a tail. Yeah, that's a different genus. Yeah, why did they just call them? They could have just called them. The super simians. Yeah, they could have. Yeah, but you know. See, this is why they had to define uh, cyborgs in the previous entry, Jesse, Mm because people just be out here naming things any which way, whatever they feel like, even when it's not true. I hope this entry defines an ape for us at the start. Nope. (laughs) Slipping, slipping (laughs) on the job. The Red Ghost super apes are actually two great apes and one monkey, which gained unusual powers through. Exposure to cosmic radiation. At least they call it out. Yeah. Well, one of one of the monkey superpowers is being classed as an ape now. Yeah. It cuts off his own tail. It's actually like a lot like Goku. Yeah. If you if you put on wait, don't they call them apes and and Dragon Ball? Yeah, Even but they have tail. Uh, that's also tails, that's though. also a like '90s dub, and there were no rules. That was a lawless land, Jesse. You could <laughs> okay, just say whatever that was- <laughs> you felt like when you were doing a '90s dub of an anime. You can you can make two obvious lesbians be cousins and they're still kissing. Yeah, I mean, um, that's a donut now. Like whatever. Remember when when Brock would make all those hamburgers, but it would look suspiciously like like a rice cake. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Mihiko, me yeah Mikiko, Mihiho, Mihiho. Yeah, Mikiho the gorilla, a quiet super strength, which made him. Roughly equal to the Fantastic Four is the thing in strength, which like you just made a you just made a gorilla more gorilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like how we don't truly know how strong a gorilla could gorilla could be because we've never taught a gorilla how to power lift. Yeah, well, I heard from the great epidemiologist Joe Rogan um, that he could beat up a gorilla. Wow, that's crazy. Have you ever done DMT? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Mikiho's enhanced strength, like the thing, continued to increase over the years. Uh, Mikiko could probably lift around 85 tons. Uh, Pietor, the orangutan, 
gained the ability to project magnetic force, enabling him to attract or repel objects containing iron or steel. Magneto Monkey. Yeah. yeah. What have made magnetic- X-Men way better. Yeah. Just my opinion. Well, to be- there is a Marvel's Ape universe. Yes, where I'm aware of the apes. Marvel Apes universe. It's not the same. I know it's not the same, but, you know, still, you know, there is there there is a monkey, Magneto. It's like there's an Iron Mantrel. Yeah, that's pretty good. A spider, a spider, spider monkey. No, I don't like that one. That's too easy. <laughs> that, was, that, that fruit's too low. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, so basically using his magnetic force, he may be able to suspend weights above his head that was roughly equal to the amount of what uh, Miko's uh, could lift. Through uh, physical strength, Igor the baboon, who is a monkey, acquired the ability to transform his shape at will to mimic that of any object or animal he can imagine. But it is unclear whether or not he could somehow strength his mass while changing shape. Also, I know monkeys are like smart, but like they're not. I don't think they're going to be like, what's what's he going to turn into? He's like... I have to assume this is one of those um, unspoken secondary powers, like how Cyclops has to have like freakishly strong neck muscles so that he doesn't shatter his spine every time he fires his punch lasers. I just assume yeah. these monkeys have some level of higher intelligence, granted, that is not their primary superpower. Mm, I don't know. They're not shown to be smart, but also, like, how would... Th- well, like, monkeys are smart. Okay, here's the thing. Animals are a lot more intelligent than we give them. But also, like, a baboon, baboons, like, traded, like, you just turned into a sexy, sexy baboon. Yeah, it would just make his butt even redder to attract more mates. Yeah, like, but I don't know. Maybe they'll say a little bit more. Um, Also, I do like that Wolverine, not Wolverine, wow. I like that Wolverine has portal eyes. He's so cool. (laughs) I do like that Cyclops has portal eyes to an infinite punch dimension. It's real great. It's like his 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 powers is what if Gambit's power sucked? I've heard that is it America Chavez like regularly tra- uh, travels through that dimension when she like teleports or something. I heard something like that recently. Sometimes, sometimes she does. Yeah, she can yeah. just punch through dimensions. So like, she has to go through there every once in a while. Yeah, it's just a port. It's just a punch dimension. Have, or have they have they force. done one where she goes into the punch dimension, then comes out of Cyclops' eye to punch someone? Because that would be really cool. So much do that. <laughs> I would kind of like that. That would be that'd be sick. That'd be so sick. Uh, that would be uh, just like how Joe Rogan would totally beat up a gorilla. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what if we trained a gorilla to do MMA? <laughs> He'd be unstoppable. Ah. Uh, Oh, okay. That's why they had to shoot oh. Harambe. <laughs> yeah. He's going to put that like, kid in a Brazilian chokehold. <laughs> Those stubby little legs are going to just really get around that body. Oh, uh, okay. So these three super apes had repeatedly demonstrated unusually high intelligence, although not equal that to be a normal human adult. So, you know, they're about as smart as a regular ape, I guess. But more? More, just not as smart as an adult. So like a 10-year-old, I guess. Yeah, but monkeys are really smart, though. Like, they have really complex thoughts and know how to do stuff. They just don't have... They haven't built up to, well, like, Well, they're even stuff. smarter than that, but not as smart as an adult. So somewhere okay, in between those two points. <laughs> a ten-year-old. They're a ten-year-old, I guess. Um, and appears to be capable of understanding relatively complex verbal commands. It is unclear whether their high intelligence is innate, or whether it was a result of genetic manipulation or manipul- or 
mutation through radiation. These three anthropods are owned by Ivan Kragoff, the Russian criminal scientist known as Red Ghost. Years ago, Kragoff impressed the Soviet government with his theories about the mutagenic effects of cosmic radiation based on his studies of the Fantastic Four, um, who gained power, superhuman powers through, his, uh, through this means. Kragoff uh, proposed that he and a team of anthropods who anthropoids who he trained be sent to in a spacecraft of his own design in Earth's orbit. Kragoffs <clears throat> and the uh, anthropoids would then be exposed to cosmic radiation in a means he believed would endow them with superhuman, uh, supernormal abilities. Kragoff's superiors approved of the project. Like, why didn't he just take human humans? Um, because the Soviets care about human life, Jesse. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> they actually weirdly cared more about human life than America. It does seem like an extra step to like train monkeys, huh? Yeah, it's it's an extra step, and also like train monkeys will still bite off your face if you mm-hmm. get, if you get them on yeah. a bad day. Not great like, for a high pressure situation, now. Yeah, like I feel like you should do. I don't know humans. They can threaten. Yeah, were the with... were the monkeys like piloting the ship for him? I think he was piloting it. I then, think he just like what what were the monkeys' jobs on on the ship that he needed them as crewmates? Probably just to like get irradiated hmm. with cosmic radiation. Then you don't really need to train them to begin with. I feel like. Well, well, no, you'd want to train them because a gorilla would rip your face off if it wasn't trained at well, least I mean, a little you'd, bit. You'd put them in a cage, I feel like. I wouldn't just let a yeah, but, gorilla, but, trained or not, wander but, around my spaceship when I'm trying but, to fly okay. to space. But but here's the other thing, though. Like, yeah, sure, but you'd want them trained afterwards because if you have a gorilla that can lift 85 tons, you don't want it to be untrained. I suppose that's fair. Like, you could have done dogs. Dogs would have been cool. Dogs it just are highly trainable feels and like loyal. It just feels like if I'm a scientist and I've dedicated, you know, hundreds of hours, maybe even thousands of hours to uh, this theory and like developing the scientific theory about uh, this mutation, the space mutation, I would not then want to also, on top of that, have to spend another couple hundred hours training three monkeys, I feel like. Well, well, you'd have to train them before and after because then they have these powers that aren't a monkey thing. It's, like it's a lot com- of training apes that I feel like, as a scientist, he wouldn't be interested in committing to. So, like, unless, I got science to do. Unless his only friends were these monkeys. That's very sad. Like, they could have been that, because he is very unpleasant. Mm-hmm. So, How do you even get three could- monkeys? Who gave him those? I mean, probably the Soviets. We're- okay. Well, you know, like, he was just like, yo, can I have some monkeys? And be like, are you gonna do some cool shit with them? <laughs> Sounds like bourgeoisie decadence to me. Owning three monkeys? Well, you know. Well, they're they're personal property, not private property. It's fine. <laughs> uh that was a joke that only I would laugh at, so okay. Um so of course ordinary uh, ordinarily the probability of the exposure such high cosmic radiations would either kill a human being, ape, or monkey. Or induce cancer, radiation disease, or harm from mutations. It may have been speculated that Krogoff also done advanced research into genetics, that he manipulated the genetic structure of his anthropoids and perhaps himself as well to ensure the benevolent mutations would occur, even if he did not know exactly what form 
that they might take. Possibly. They're doing a lot of no-prizing here. Um, possibly Kragoff even discovered the genes implanted in humanly, humanity's ancestors by the alien celestials that enabled subhuman beings to develop superhuman abilities in latter centuries. And, and Kragoff managed to implant such genes in the three anthropoids? That is such a stretch. That, that is such a stretch. Like... Yeah, I mean, being an astrophysicist and a geneticist, please. Well, that's that's doc. That's that's just Mister Fantastic. Um, but <laughs> that's no, but every like, scientist more- in Marvel is whatever field you need them to be, and they're an expert. Don't but, worry. But but the the thing is, it's like okay, if he found the inhuman gene, like I feel like he would be making everyone inhumans. Like he wouldn't just he wouldn't need to go to the space. He would probably find oh, I could just manipulate this stuff. Like ah, oh, eh, eh. okay, but that was such a stretch. Um, Kragoff's superior weren't aware that Kragoff's scheduled his flight into space to coincide with a space shot to the moon by the Fantastic Four's uh, Reed Richards, whose brilliance Kragoff envied. Uh, I feel like this is written by uh, Reed. Of uh, how uh, how how are superiors not? I feel like if you're in a war with the only other superpower on Earth, you keep tabs on, you know, their ongoing space projects because space, everyone thought whoever could get into space first would win the war. Yeah, turn... Yeah, that... Did it work? No. Nah. Mm. Oh, uh, we can talk about how, like, the Soviets beat the U.S. to space in every category except the moon and the U.S. was like, we won the space race now! Uh, yeah, so Kragoff hoped to meet Richards on the moon and utilize whatever superhuman power he himself may have gained to defeat and humiliate him in battle. I'm just saying, Daniel, Daniel, let's say you have a hated enemy and you're just like, I know they're going to have a gun and they will shoot me. I'm just going to walk to the area where I know they're going to be at and just hope I pass by a weapon. That's good. Well, what if I'm like Wolverine and I got cool claws? Yeah, you don't know that, though. You don't know that. Also, sorry, I just had the thought that, like, one, there should have been, um, the US and the USSR should have been competing to, like, fuck up, sorry, to, uh, genetically modify animals horribly and come up with the most messed up one to fight for them, because that would have been cool. And two, because it's Russia, they should have sent a bear into space, and the bear should have gotten superpowers. Oh, three bears? That would be so cool! That would be rad. Although I feel like for for trainability and loyalty shake, you should probably probably should have done. Oh dogs. no, it's a terrible idea, but it would rule very hard. Yeah, you should do dogs though. Dogs would be the best choice for this because they're trained. If you train them, they're no, loyal. The, the bear would be the best choice because he's no, but six hundred pounds and a bear, and look at his cute little layers, and now he's got superpowers. But but dogs would be a better choice because you could train them in very complex things, and they're happy, so they won't like bite you randomly. Like I think dogs would be better choice. Uh, hang on, Jesse. Uh, let me let me show you an image of Otis, and I want you to look at this image of Otis the fat bear and tell me to my face that a dog uh, no, would be better. I, I, no, no, I'm saying as a as a loyalty thing, dogs would be better. But no, bears are awesome. Yeah, they yeah, have look, little look, ears. Look at this bear in the face and tell me that a dog's a better <laughs> choice. No, no, oh, no, that bear is, is awesome. I'm not, no, bears are really awesome. I will, I will never deny that. Um, I rest my What face. I'm saying is if you're trying to get basically super soldiers, a dog would should, be a better choice. Then you choice. should get bears. 
No, because bears will also rip your face off on a bad day. Yeah, like, well, you want I mean, dogs. That's fine. You just parachute them well, in horses. to New York. And horses then, like, would be good. Horse, no, that's a terrible horses. plan. No. Horses, Get those no, out of there. No, horses suck. No, horses suck, but horses are real trainable. Um, Like, no. Okay. I'm just saying. Like, if you're going to have make super soldier that animals, dogs would be the best choice. That's you can incorrect, because it's Brown. a bear, but... Both uh, both Kragoff and Richards uh, lost will launch their flights into space. Kragoff ship passed through the cosmic radiation storm, similar to that that gave the Fantastic Four their superpowers. Kragoff thus acquired the ability to become intangible at will, and his anthropoids gain their super simian powers. Um, <clears throat> on the moon, Kragoff, who now called himself the Red Ghost, that was real quick. It was just like, okay, what power did it get? <laughs> I mean, he was red. He knew he was going to be red something. He was yeah, just it was going to be red something. It was always going to be red something. He had a I list. He was like, All right, if I got electricity powers, I'm going to be the red lightning. If I get super strength, I'll be the red Hulk. If I get super speed, I'll be the red tornado blur, blur. streak. The sh- red sh- red streak. <clears throat> he had a whole list. Yeah. Uh, on the moon, Kragoff called himself the Red Ghost, battled uh, the Fantastic Four with his help of Super I'm sorry, he fought them on the moon? Yeah, on the moon. Where is this, the in, the, where is this the in the Fantastic Four movies? Yeah, because they're cowards. They're cowards. Truly. Yeah. Um, because they do a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, uh, so do the X-Men. <laughs> Turns out a lot yeah. more of the X-Men happens in space than the movies would be, you believe. Awesome. <laughs> Also, they're cowards for never having Jean Grey have tentacle arms for almost a year. Oh, fun. Because that's what she had in the comics for a long time. Yeah. I she mean, they're cowards arms. for not having Professor X leave Earth to go boink aliens. Yeah, like, come Fake on. Fake his death dude. three times to get that alien coochie. I mean, <laughs> what would you do for this alien coochie? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, subsequently... However, Kragoff regained the loyalty of his three simian... Well, sorry. The Red Ghost was defeated as three anthropoids turned against him. But he was... This, again, this wouldn't happen if he had dogs. Um, I don't know. I've seen Airbud. Checkmate, Jesse. <sighs> Subsequently, however, Kragoff regained the loyalty of his three simians, and they fought the Fantastic Four on other occasions. Over the year, Kragoff sometime abandoned the use of these three super apes. On one occasion, the three... Uh, anthropoids were confiscated by the Soviet government, which now regards Kragoff as a renegade. At one point, Kragoff endowed two other apes with super simian powers, but they also developed superhuman, supernormal intelligence and psionic powers and turned against him. He just made two gorilla garages. Like, that's all he did. Um, nevertheless, uh, the Red Ghost always regains or returns to the use of his three super apes. Indeed, uh, Mikoho, uh, Pietor, and Igor had, a comp- had accompanied him on most of his recent recorded examples, and they first showed up. First time ever. Turns out, same, it's the same issue that the Red Ghost showed up, weirdly enough. Is that weird? Super weird, right? Um, uh, it was uh, Fantastic Four, issue number 13. April 1963, the Red Ghost and his indescribable super apes. Sounds pretty describable, yeah. I described them for about 20 minutes now. (laughs) Should have said incredible super apes. That would have rolled off the tongue better. 
Uh, but uh, so there's a lot of copy cover copy, which I always love. So you have the Fantastic Four. They're on the blue area of the moon, which uh, is inhabitable by people who breathe oxygen. It's also where the Watcher lives, and the Inhumans lived there for a while. And Don't the Shi'ar hang out there for a bit too? Oh uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, it's where Nick, uh, not when Nick Fury hangs hung out actually for real for most of the for most of his career. Um, so yeah, you have. So much cover copy. So we have enough fantasy and super characters to fill three magazines. One of the most fantastic tales of all. Uh, that's in the arrow, pointing towards a bigger bubble. Siege bubble. More than 200,000 miles from Earth, the Fantastic Four face the menace of the Red Ghost. And then you see the uh, uh, a hand that's in- invisible. And it seems like the only person who noticed it was the Invisible Girl. Oh, because time. she's used to that. Yeah. Also, because it, it has black outline. I mean, how couldn't she not see it? Hey, 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 hey. I'm sorry, I didn't get the joke. It's it's because he's a comic character. He has a black outline. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not invisible. It's just drawing of a thing. Whatever. I thought it was funny. <laughs> It's it's a meta commentary on the on the uh a meta because they're meta humans. No, it's a meta commentary on the media because not only is it a meta human, but also it's it's a media. Yeah. Also, in this spellbinding tale, you will meet the most dramatic being of all time, the mysterious Watcher, and that's in a little box, and right next to it is a <laughs> really stylized uh, question mark. Who is he? What is he? He's the Watcher. We already know who he is. Like, you already said who he was. It's, come on. But yeah, that's that's it. So I, I need to take a really brief detour, um, because I saw on the, like, Roll of Fantastic Four comics something that looked like a clan hood, so I clicked on it, and it's the hate monger, then I clicked on the character, and uh, I'm just learning right now that the hate monger is the name adopted by Adolf Hitler's consciousness throughout multiple cloned bodies. Armed with a gun that controls hatred, he wishes to plunge the world into racial purging. Um, comics are sure are, huh? Yeah. Uh, uh, do you want to know how he died in the Marvel universe? Well, sounds like he's died quite a few times. But go ahead. What's well, one of the, the ways he's died? One. Yeah. Uh, so in his bunker, the mm-hmm. uh, the original Human Torch, the first one, mm-hmm. and his uh, mutant companion Toro uh, sat yeah. in the doorway and fried him alive with their fire coming oh, out of their fun. heads. Yeah, and then he went into the hate monger body. Yeah. But but yeah, it's uh yeah, if you if you want to know more about the hate monger, I talked about it in the mm. past. Because I talk about a lot of Marvel characters. A lot of Nazis. There's a lot of Nazis. Uh and I say that as uh, just a current day person living in America and also in Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, uh what do you have to plug? Uh Go check out my website, theapocalypse.com. It's the apocalypse, like apocalypse, but with a D in the middle. It's a pun. Uh, I pay real money for it, and it's got all my stuff on there. And that's it. Yep. My name is Jesse. I have another podcast called... Uh, th- in Well, Enter Riverdale is the thing that me and Daniel do. Yes, it we is. We talk about Riverdale, issue by issue. Also, it's called, if you want to look for it, it's, like, it's, it's into the rewatch, but... That's because yeah. we had to like brand it that, for some yeah, reason. That is also on uh, <clears throat> my website, theapocalypse.com. 
Yeah. But if you want to hear, well, actually, it's not a rewatch podcast. Soon, soon it's going to be just a just reaction a watch, podcast. Yep, just a watch podcast. <laughs> it's going to we'll be the rebranded again <clears throat> into, into the just watching a show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we uh, yeah, that's the thing that we do together, and it's fun. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, also, if you'd like to support me, you can do that monetarily through patreon.com slash alphabet flight. Uh, if you want to support me in other ways, you can go to uh, Twitter and Instagram at Alphabet Flight and share uh, or comment on the post and maybe even tell your friend about it, either in real life or sh- by sharing the uh, links. And uh, also, uh, you can help me out on algorithms and whatnot by rate reviewing and subscribing on your podcatcher of choice. And uh, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Mm-hmm.